Good morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Tuesday, July 21st, 2020. This and all other BFC Lives are available on our website, bfclive.ca, as well as wherever you find your podcasts. Coming up, Krista Raymer of Vitrina Group and Lisa Bajoni of Stoked. She is also the original owner of Chum in Niagara Falls. We'll talk about the importance of staffing up a cannabis retail operation. Here's what we're up to this week on Business of Cannabis. Yesterday, in addition to our weekly news recap newsletter, we had a touch point with Lucas McCann of CanDelta to talk about Farmgate uh, cannabis retail in Ontario and what we can see on the horizon there. Today is our benchmark newsletter, uh, and we looked at uh, cannabis stores opened by month in Canada. That was courtesy of our friends at Cannabis Benchmarks. Tomorrow, we'll touch base with Liz Tahura from BDSA, our official insights partner. On Thursday, we'll have our job of the week from Cannabis at Work, as well as a conversation with Imran Khan of Detonate Cannabis about a new platform they launched called One to One, important for both retailers and brands. Friday, we'll touch base with Charles Vanat, who is the CEO of 48 North. Upcoming events on July 29th, that's next week. We will have a Cannabis Forward Networking and Education event called Can BC Lead Cannabis in Canada Again? That's presented by Robic and hosted in Vancouver by Council 45. Uh, August 7th, which is a Friday at noon, uh, Eastern Time, we will have a Lunch and Learn with Cannabis, with, with Can Delta talking about, so you want to open a cannabis retail store. And then on August 27th, another Cannabis Forward Education Networking event co-produced with our friends at, Can- at Diversity Talk titled Social Equity and Practice. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. You can find us on our website at cannabis, uh, businessofcannabis.ca. We also want to thank our ongoing partners, CanDelta, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, BDSA, and our protected by partner at Alcet. Thank you uh, to Vitrina Group and Stoked for joining us here today and enjoy this conversation with Krista Raymer and Lisa Bajoni. Krista and Lisa, thanks for being here. Hi, thanks for having us. I am excited about this because uh, we get to talk about um, what seems to be the most exciting topic in all of cannabis, and that is cannabis retail in Ontario. And we are lucky to have you, Lisa, because you have been through it all and continue to be through it all. And we're going to talk about how the beginning between lottery and staffing up uh, the original Chum store in Niagara Falls and what you're doing now, how things have changed. Some things probably very dramatically and some things maybe not a ton, but we're gonna walk through that. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. Great. Um, Krista, I'm gonna hand it over to you uh, because I know Lisa's been through a whole ton and you've done deep dives with her. Why don't you go ahead? Yeah, so one of the things that Lisa and I were speaking about in the past is the importance of leadership in retail stores. And as we get into this time where we have multiple stores opening in the same area and transitions from maybe somebody owning one store to multiple stores, the requirements of that store manager really change. And so traditionally in retail, we have seen store managers be responsible for customers, uh, the staff, and all of your operations, financial performance of the store. 
but you really have an additional layer, which is all of the compliance piece. And we trust so much in retail store managers in the cannabis industry. So Lisa, can you tell us a little bit about some of the decisions that went into hiring the first manager that you had at Choom, um, and then maybe how or what you would think about now? Sure. Um, when we were hiring the first manager, my focus was really on someone who really understood cannabis really well. Uh, so someone who had participated in the legacy market and understood the product, the consumers, the co consumption methods, all of that. At the same time, someone who understood retail. Um, I had worked in retail in a, a previous life, but it had been a while. Uh, but those were the two kind of key things that I was looking for, because I knew that I was also going to be actively involved in, in running the store. And I kind of brought some additional layers with, you know, leadership skills. I could hire some staff, things like that. Um, you know, we had a challenge but the day before we opened our store and that the manager that we hired who had those skills, a cannabis experience and retail, um, he had some challenges uh, with anxiety and, um, and unfortunately he left the day before the store opened. So we were uh, in a little bit of a stressful situation. Um, someone else on the staff that we had hired kind of put his hand up and said, what do you need? How can I help? Um, and, you know, to make a long story short, he jumped in, he helped out, and ultimately eventually became the store manager for a whole bunch of reasons. Um, and so that really brought to light the fact that it's not just cannabis knowledge and retail knowledge. There's a whole bunch of other I don't know if you want to call them soft skills, but other skills that the individual has to have, um, you know, um, how to act under pressure, how to make quick decisions when that's needed, how to solve problems. Um, all of those kinds of things were, you know, we were kind of like, okay, it's, you know, I was, we were in such a rush as you all know what it was like back then. Um, but now as I look to hire someone for my new stores, I have a much you know, sort of broader portfolio of, of uh, responsibilities I'm looking for. I think it's so important to note that depending on how big the organization is really pushes different requirements onto that store manager. So it's, it's not fair to say that a store manager should look the same at an independent retailer and also a franchise-based retailer or even a corporate-owned store because those skills and the support that come from different levels is going to be really different. Yeah. And so it constantly changes and it's so difficult because of how quickly it's changing to hire and understand exactly what skill sets those need. Like, Jay, maybe you have a concept with this or a thought about this, but we've already seen the industry really in the last three months go from being exceptionally customer experience focused to more transactional focused as we had curbside and delivery, now back to customer experience focused. Well, you need totally different things from a retail manager. Well, well that, but also even that consumer experience might have been welcome to the store let's spend some time let's let's talk about the product may actually be now people much more reluctant to spend time in any location and the more time you spend with that one person as the store only has five people in it the fewer people you can get through so it really is i mean not to say that we want to rush people through the experience but you, you need to triage people as they come in to say this person needs time this person doesn't and how do you actually keep the store busy and flowing with the sales coming in and it is really a different set of skills. And Lisa, I'd be interested in your 
thoughts as you look to open more stores, like it is a different set of skills than even the initial where, you know, you were one of the original lottery winners, you knew in the, in the most um, uh, 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 dense population, you were not going to be in lots of competition with lots of other stores. And now that's certainly not the case. And so you, like, are you looking at that as you staff up for the next considering sort of post or COVID and post COVID um, retail plus lots more competition equals a different set of skills that you need in store. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, like I said a little bit earlier, the requirements have changed a little bit and that's a key component is, you know, how are we going to um, position ourselves against the others in the neighborhood or in the region. Um, and so, you know, when I was managing the or owning the Tomb store, we didn't have the click and collect in place at that point. So now I have to consider what are the kinds of skills that we need, you know, as you talk about transactional, where, where are we going to fit that in? Um, what we did at the Chum store is we had, you know, the manager who initially when the store opened, he spent a lot of time in the back office working on the POS, working with inventory, receiving all of that stuff. So there wasn't a heck of a lot of time initially for them to be out on the floor dealing with customers. Um, what we quickly learned is that if we could, you know, promote some people to assistant manager roles and put them in positions where they had some autonomy over um, understanding what the accessories needed to be and what we should order there. So basically we, we split up the responsibilities. So we had an assistant manager responsible for accessories, one for merchandising, um, one for the operations, and one who had really, really deep knowledge in all things cannabis. And so that enabled the store manager to alleviate some of the responsibilities or the, you know, the day-to-day -day that he had to take take Considerate consideration of and then focus on compliance customers and staff. So we'll certainly be considering all of that in our new stores. Um, um, Chris, can I ask another question of Lisa because um, it, it's not often that we well there aren't that many cannabis retailers in Ontario that have a have the full suite of knowledge of being yeah. open for the whole time or being part of it. And I, and I wonder Lisa as you think about it and maybe it's too difficult to put a number on, but, but like, how do you think of the break? Like how important is in-store staff to overall store success? Like when you're thinking about the next set of stores you're opening up, is it like, you know, 90% of the success of the store is going to be based on in-store staff or is it 40%? Like, how do you sort of think about that as you're looking to the next wave? Well, that's interesting because uh, we were just, I was just discussing this with my husband last night and the fact that, the neighborhood that we're opening our second store already has two other stores kind of coming up in the pipeline. And so we talked about how I think the staff is paramount to differentiation. Um, well, at least that's, that's how we plan to differentiate our store. Um, we also have the same product. I mean, essentially at the end of the day, we're also on the same thing. So the staff are really going to, I think make or break the experience. And as long as we make it more about the experience than the transaction, I think, you know, I think that's where we're gonna, we're gonna shine. So I, could I put a percentage on it? I'm gonna say 75. And like to throw some additional kind of data or information in there is we know that typically in retail, we lose employees 
within the first three months if we're going to lose them. And it's so important when you're making those hiring decisions to think about the level of investment that you're going to make when you hire them. So a store manager, when we lose a store manager, typically costs the business three to six months worth of their salary, depending on the extensiveness of your onboarding, all of the costs associated with putting them into a payroll system, taxes, all of that. So you, when you're interviewing and meeting people, we need to think about like, is this person going to be worth 30, 40, $60,000 to me in the investment that I'm willing to put into them? And can we mutually agree that we want to push forwards on that goal? Because without that, then you are kind of just blindly like spray and praying and hoping that you find the right person. But that first really hiring of the store manager can help so much with the rest of your process when getting staffed and organized. Like hiring takes so long and so often people underestimate the length of time that it takes. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely agreed. Do you think that there are now things when you're hiring that you would think about as an embodiment of brand versus a technical skill? Um, something that we think about a lot with the retailers that we work with is, okay, let's say um, a welcoming environment is a tenant of your brand. What soft skills are linked to that and then how do we input that into the hiring process sure i mean our new brand is based around the friendliness and openness of being canadian and so if we have a store manager who isn't friendly and open that's certainly going to conflict with what we're trying to represent so absolutely we have to have not only the manager but the staff have to embody the brand otherwise there's a you know pretty significant disconnect I kind of want to work there. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do, no, but but I I do think, and, and I don't mean to um, to, to overstate this, but I but I think I'd be interested in your thoughts. Like, you know, we could talk about the difficulty in opening a store, winning the lottery, opening it up, running in a regulated environment, now opening up more stores in the context of more stores, sort of that are neighbors or more competition. But but I also think there is this sort of fundamental shift about what retail is and consumers feeling safe about going in, not because they're going to get robbed, but because it's an important thing that people, like I've seen lineups at Tim Hortons because people feel like Tim Hortons, at least the ones that I've been by, are taking COVID seriously and taking the inside location seriously. And like that, I think is going to be a differentiator between what happens now, like what happened in the past, what happened now, what happened in the future, is people feeling like there's a welcoming environment for sure, but clean, people are taking the whole thing seriously. And, and I wonder, and I guess that must boil down to how the staff not only feel welcoming embodying the brand, but, but that is a key tenant of what, what retail is going to be, which is really, you know, not that people weren't thinking about it before, but now it's front of people's minds. Yeah, I mean, it's a serious business, right? It's not just selling weed. It's serving customers who are nervous about going into a store. I mean, I had friends come and say, will you please come in with me because I don't know what to expect. So people are nervous to go into the store and especially with this additional layer of COVID, there's, you know, how am I going to be received? Are they going to be wearing masks? Am I going to have to touch anything? All of that. So, you know, we really do have to treat it like it is a very serious business and we're doing some, you know, frankly, we're doing some really good work and some really good things uh, for our customers 
who are looking for it. So yeah, it's all part of the big picture. I think it's so interesting to think about the implicit and explicit communication that comes from physical space and then your team. And it's like, we can do a number of things in a physical space to message to a customer that um, we are thinking about their safety and thinking about their safety ultimately is going to result in the trust with the customer. Like if we have hand sanitizer at the front door immediately, that is kind of one of those things that is making people feel safer, but it's all of the pieces that come after that. And it's, and those are the pieces that your store manager is going to be responsible for. It's like, is the sanitizer always clear? Is it on a clean desk? That's a very explicit way to communicate. But your team, implicitly, are they taking the actions and the way that they're speaking to your customers, are they communicating that safety and that trust implicitly as well? And a really good store manager will be able to watch and know those things. And if we're not hiring for those types of skills, then we're missing the boat completely and doing a total injustice, I think, to the industry because there's so much opportunity in doing that piece better. Yeah, it's important that they put their, you know, their mind in the mind of the customer. So what is the customer gonna experience and think when they come in the store? And I know, um, you know, I know it was important at Shum and it will be important at Stoked in that it's important that the customer sees that you're keeping the store clean, whether they're, you know, if we have staff there, we'd rather not have them standing around. And to your point, Jay, when there are only five people, five customers in the store at a time, you know, let's ensure that someone is always cleaning and that customers see that. So, you know, that message is conveyed that their health is important to us. Yeah. I mean, uh, Krista and Lisa, this has been an enlightening conversation because I just think the more we, um, Think about what the world looks like COVID and post-COVID. I think that is important. I think, uh, Lisa, your experience sort of lottery to first door to now to next doors is, well, there aren't, there's, only, there's only 24 of them. So you're, you're one of a rare, a, rare, a rare breed in Ontario that actually has that experience. But I also think that experience, uh, you're putting that to good use, obviously, and shining light to sort of us and our audience about the importance, and you put 75%. Uh, percentage on it, like the success of stores really dependent on people, which is Krista talks about that a lot, is that if you want to have a successful store, you want people coming back, feeling safe, making the first purchase, making the next purchase, increasing um, basket size over time. These are all the elements that are just super critical. And I appreciate you taking time to join us because I, uh, I am fascinated by it, but also I just think more and more retailers need to be thinking like you're thinking. And, uh, and I'm not sure they are, so that's one thing, but also I think the more we talk about it, the more they will focus on it. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's great. Congratulations. Uh, well, first of all, on the startup of Chum, and then now on your next, um, your next go round as well. Thank you. Krista, thank you for making it all happen. Always, Jay. Great. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Okay.